Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're talking about Starfield, because it's finally here, and we're making some predictions for a possible upcoming Nintendo Direct. Well, Daniel. Well, Randy. We've got Starfield. It's here. Now, we did not play it in early access. We waited until we were plebes. We waited until the game actually came out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, but we've been playing it. We both put in some a, a good amount of hours on it now. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot, but we, we've got enough to kind of give you our impressions. Yep. But, um, you know, we put out a poll and talking about Starfield. And it definitely seems like from the comments, there are some people who are really enjoying it. There's some people who are not so enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some theories on why. You got some theories? You got some game theories? I got some game theories on why I think some people are liking it and some people are not. Okay. Um, but we've been playing it, but we'll kind of save our thoughts on what we, you know, we'll sprinkle those in as we talk about the comments that we're getting here. Oh, we're going to sprinkle. We're going to sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Well, you want to start out with a poll here, Randy? Let's do it. Well, we asked the Gaming Gig Faithful. We said, have you tried Starfield? 2.9 thousand people voted. At 18%, people said, yes, I like it. At 4%, people said, yes, but I don't like it. And the vast majority at 78% said they haven't even played it. A lot of people haven't given it a go. I'm surprised at how few people have given this a go. Me too. Um, but, and, you know, over overall, the people who have played it seem to like it. Uh, four out of 22, I don't know what percent that would be. Um, I guess that would be two out of 11. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're looking at n- not quite 20% of people who played it um, don't like it. Mm-hmm. Which is not a crazy, you know, huge number. But it seems like a lot of people don't like it. Yep, yep. And I, I mean, you know. It's a big Bethesda RPG. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that a few some people don't like it. Right. Um, I am impressed that it's it's you know come out and it's not you know I've definitely run across some bugs. Yeah. Um, but nothing too crazy yet. And um, have you run across anything that was like unplayably, you know, messing you up? Like in- my game has literally not bugged once. Oh really? Yeah. the The only thing the I mean the closest I came to a bug is I did like kind of squeeze between like these big pillars and a wall and the camera kind of freaked out for a second. But that, yeah. I don't think that's really a bug. I think I just shouldn't have been there. Um, I didn't really fit there. <laughs> so, you know, I think I kind of broke it for a second. But no, I haven't had any bugs. I haven't had any save file issues. Um, it's been good. And I'm glad to see that the ragdoll physics from Skyrim are still intact. Yeah. Because when you get blasted, you get blasted. Yeah, I, I've had some. I've had some bugs. I mean, like most of the bugs I've encountered were when speaking to NPCs. There's something weird going on with the camera sometimes, where like they don't always like start out. They'll start speaking, but they won't be looking at the camera, and then the camera will like jerk <laughs> to in front of them. Like I've had that happen a number of times. And yeah. the other day, I was playing, and I had an NPC just do. It never turned around. I just like it just. It did the thing where it like was supposed to zoom in on their face, but it was on the backside of them. He so didn't was, want to look at you. I was looking at their the back of their head the whole conversation. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's just their species. It could be, um, but no. But also, I did tell you about. Um, I had my save file get uh, bugged or something yeah. happened where um, if I took a step, it, like I loaded in the save file, everything looked good. But the moment I took a step, the game would just crash, mm-hmm. and it happened multiple times. Luckily, I was able to just not move and fast travel to another location and that fixed it. But yeah, that's 
you know, they're pretty common, I think, amongst Bethesda games, things like that. Yes. I have some experience with things like the things like this with mm-hmm. Bethesda. And um, I still have the reflex that I had back in the day with like Fallout 3, which is when you save, rotate between like three or four different save files. That way you never lose that much time. And if one gets corrupted, it's not that big a deal. Right. I, I still do that. But I think overall the game's in a pretty good state, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, no no super complaints with that. I think it's better than yeah. I expected. Me too. Yeah. Me too. It's it's just just off the, you know, initial impression, I really do feel like it is the most polished Bethesda RPG they've dropped. So Todd wasn't lying when he said it was. Now I haven't gone to that moon yet. No, the one he pointed out. You can go there. I went to the moon. I did too. Yeah. We've been to the moon. We have some yeah. comments here about the game. Um, some people who enjoy it, some people who don't. We're going to get into both here. So first we got TMI who said, The story is really interesting, and every single time I travel somewhere, I feel like I barely scratch the surface of that area. It's an incredibly big game that has a huge amount of detail. Mm-hmm. I agree. Every time I warp somewhere, I'm like, you know, I go to the objective, but mm, right. then I'm like, I need to come back here because there's like three or four new landing, you know, different landing spots. and. Right. There's obviously something to do. There's a lot to do, I think. Um, and I definitely feel it. Like, I feel like when I'm jump, like, I've been spending a lot of time on the main quest. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you kind of get to see, you know, the areas, but you feel like you just really barely do scratch the surface of what is there. Mm-hmm. And then if you try to, if you go off the beaten path, you say, okay, like, there is a lot here to do. And, you know, you can choose to interact with it or not, but it definitely feels like it's just Full of things, you know. All the NPCs seem to be, um, you know, have tons of options that you can interact with them and choose mm-hmm. to do separate things if you really want to. And it, it just feels like there's so much. Yeah, and um, you pick up quests from just yeah, anybody. Anybody, like, anybody. Yeah. You walked in today, and I was playing. And I was killing these pirates, you know, for this mm-hmm. settler. I didn't think she was going to give me a quest. I just mm-hmm. walked up to her, and I was like, I just want to see what she would say. Right. And she was like, I'll give you money if you kill these men. So, so I mean, murder happened. Yeah, it's like every, and it's there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, like there's um, side quests that are combat things. There's going to be, there there are like fetch quest things. But I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. You're going to travel to different planets. Sometimes you won't. It's just, yep. there's lots and lots of stuff to do. Now, um, we do have a comment here that's a little bit more negative, And it's a reply to the earlier one. It is mm-hmm. with that one. It's from Gamer Price. Gamer Price says, meh, sounds like you're overrating this game. It's honestly a decent, good-looking game, but it's definitely not record-breaking. We've seen it before. The competition for releases this year is fierce, and Starfield barely competes with the big titles. I think Xbox players are just overhyped because they finally had an exclusive to brag about, but in reality, it's just good, not great. So, I mean, you know, we, we've had a lot of great games this year. We have. So, that I mean, it's a good point. I mean, we've had, obviously, we've had Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to have... Uh, Spider-Man 2, which I expect to thoroughly enjoy. Um, but we've had, you know, like, we had uh, Baldur's Gate uh, 3 come out. Yep. Then people love that people game. People are still just obsessed with that game. Yeah. We had a Diablo 4 come out. People love that one. Yep. We've had some great indies. We got Sea of Stars recently. That thing is freaking great. Yeah, we're going to have Super Mario Bros. Wonder come out at the end of the year. That, um, you know, is probably going to be one of the best-selling games, you know, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... Let's not forget, back in February, we got Hogwarts Legacy, which was a huge game back at the beginning of the year. Feels like a lifetime ago. I know. <laughs> it really does. Um, we, we've got so many amazing games, and I'm sure I've missed a couple of that have been just phenomenal this year. 
So, you know, definitely the competition this year is fierce. It is. Um, but that being said, a Bethesda RPG speaks to a certain type of gamer a lot more than maybe some of those other games do. Yes. It may not have the same broad appeal, but I do think that in a way, you know, it. Um, this is definitely going to go down as being one of the big games this year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to say yet that it's just record-breaking and great. Like, I'm not ready to say that yet. Mm-hmm. But it gives me the same vibes that that those games always give me. Mm-hmm. And like when I look back on my favorite games ever, I have to list several Bethesda games. So, you know, take do with that what you will. But um, mm-hmm. it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would you know then in the comment there it says good, not great. You know, I think in ways so far what I've experienced. Um, it definitely isn't giving me like, this is amazing, but it is good. In fact, I would say it's probably very good. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I don't know at the end of the year, we'll have to, you know, I'll have to spend more time with it. And there's a lot of time to be spent with this game. Mm -hmm. So I really have to come back to, you know, retrospectively and say like, how did it stack up against, I just can't tell right now. I really can't. No, I can't either. Um, but I'm really glad we have it and I, I'm ready to you know, consistently dump some hours into this thing. And, you know, I think that there's a little bit of truth that Xbox players are overhyped because they have something exclusive to brag about. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's good for Xbox players that we have this game. Um, And it's good for everybody. It is good for everybody, yeah. (laughs) Because Xbox needed this. It needed Starfield to come out and be good um, or or very good. It didn't necessarily need it to be like the best game ever, but Xbox needed a good exclusive. Yeah. And I think it's a very good thing for Xbox players. Um, I do think that there is a tinge of the console war thing going on, which is I think it's mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely going to be here. So I think there are some people who are going to be anti-Starfield just because it is a console exclusive. But what, what those people I feel like are overlooking is that if you're a fan of games, if you're a fan of PlayStation games, mm-hmm. you want PlayStation to have fierce competition so that they make better games. Right. So you should be rooting for everybody all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You really should. Like, mm-hmm. I see the same thing in like the handheld PC space because I love my Steam Deck so much. Mm-hmm. But I want the Lenovo Legion Go to be awesome. I wanted the ROG Ally to be awesome because I want Valve to go back and make a Steam Deck that's awesomer. Right. You know. I we mean, want competition because it's, it's good for the consumer. The more good games we have, the the more it helps everybody. The more good games we have, the more good games we have. Regardless of where they come out. Right. And we've seen that this year. We have seen the competition be super fierce, and I think we've gotten the best games maybe ever this year because of it. And it's because we have, like, the Switch being so successful, the PlayStation 5 being so successful, like, those two consoles being, you know, doing so well, Mm -hmm. I think is a really driven competition. Yeah. And Xbox... um, you know, maybe the console hasn't done that well, but Game Pass has done very well. Oh, yeah. And you oh, got to yeah. keep in mind, like, Starfield is an Xbox game, but that doesn't mean it's an Xbox console exclusive. It's on PC, mm-hmm. but it's also on cloud. That's true. And it plays okay on cloud, yeah. at least from what I played. I tried to play it on cloud last night, and I couldn't because the wait was 40 minutes. That shows you how many people are playing this via cloud. Yeah. Because you don't have to have an Xbox to play this game. That's right. So it's a good thing. It's definitely good. If it came out broken, if we were getting star failed, you know, mm-hmm. I think we'd be having a different conversation here. But the fact that it's we're not, we're, yeah, we're no. just it's not broken. <laughs> you yeah. can play it. You absolutely can. <laughs> 
So we have a comment here from a user, I don't know, and then a lot of numbers, said, I think of it as just a game. The fact that flying through space is kind of pointless, and for a space game, that's kind of sad. It doesn't feel like an open world because most of it is just a rock and dust. There are no vehicles on the planet that I've encountered. At least walking everywhere is boring, and there is nothing to see besides rocks and sands. I'm going to stop at that point, and we'll kind of go through, because there's probably yeah. another half to this comment. I, I, want to admit, I want to touch on the whole flying through space is kind of pointless thing. Um, they're kind of right. Yeah. And, uh, and that is a disappointment. It's probably one of the bigger disappointments of the game. Yeah. You can dogfight and it, and it's, it's fun. It's not a bad, uh, feeling, you know, (laughs) but it's not my favorite part of the game. And yeah, you're, you're right. You really don't ever just like fly your ship somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like an open world game because it's really not. It's, uh, you know, it's like that open zone thing where you have Mm -hmm. open, areas but they're not connected you have right. to fast travel between them which means it's not a continuous open world it's yeah. just not and the, now the zones I, we talked yesterday on the way to a gig about like how big are these zones you know right. because my my thing is like yeah it's not open world you do have to fast travel to these zones but if these zones are like as big as skyrim then okay <laughs> fair play to you you know yeah and i you know they're probably not all the same size but last night i did just pick a direction and run in it mm-hmm and I ran for quite a long ways, and I never hit an invisible wall, and I got bored and left. Right. Now, I just picked, like, honestly, this may have been on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've been to Earth, but there's not a lot on Earth. I haven't been so, to Earth, So um, I just ran and ran and ran, and eventually I was like, okay, I'm leaving. So they seem big. Yeah. Um, I think one of the problems here, I don't know if this comment touches on it later on, Um Let's continue the comment, and maybe they do. It said, also, the cities are more like towns, as they're very small. At least most of them are. There are some really big ones. Some might fit into the category of villages. Lastly, they give you dialogue options, but most of the time, it doesn't change anything. Example, in the beginning, after you touch the rock and have a vision, I chose the dialogue option that hid what I saw, mm-hmm. and everyone still knew what I saw. It's a fun oh. game because it's new, but it's uh, is it worth making me wait 12-plus years for The Elder Scrolls Six? Heck no. Uh, yeah, so it didn't get touch on what I was hoping they might touch on, which is that I do think that the uh, procedurally generated stuff, it, it doesn't seem as good as the actual like, curated areas. Yeah. No, it's probably not. Um, and they're right. Sometimes it is just dust and rocks. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking a lot of times it's not going to be. So I think it's just kind of kind of depend on where you are. Yeah, but if if... If there's no if it if the game doesn't make you want to go out and explore the areas, which so far I haven't like I've gone out to see what there is and it just seems like there's a whole lot of nothing, mm-hmm. which is maybe realistic um, to way it, to the way it may be. Yeah. But it doesn't make me want to explore like a game like Tears of the Kingdom does mm-hmm. or Breath of the Wild. You know, like really makes me want to go see what's over there because you can see that there's something there and I gotta go check it out. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's as much of that. Uh, maybe I just haven't been in the right places could happen i mean i i think you're right to a certain extent um i think you know they want you to explore space right mm-hmm. like you can't explore space by walking to a distant mountain right you have to explore space by like getting in your ship and and you know grav jumping i mean sorry fast traveling yeah um you know to another planet and then you see okay i can land at these places and you go there, and that that kind of is their version of exploring. It seems like, but it, it's kind of lame in that you do it on a map. 
I it's agree. like it's not it doesn't give you the same it doesn't give you the same sense of exploration no it doesn't it's a it's a very different vibe it's a very different vibe and you know it's not that i don't enjoy it i love space mm-hmm. if you know anything about me you know i'm obsessed with it so i like that mm-hmm. and i i don't even really mind the the fact you get the fast travel everywhere it is a little annoying that you get the fast travel like four times to go anywhere like it's not just the one fast travel so you gotta fast travel to your ship then you gotta take off then you gotta fast travel to the to to the system then you gotta fast travel to the planet you know it's like and then you gotta pick your landing landing (laughs) so it's like five times you get a fast travel just to go anywhere that's true and and that is is pretty funny it's a little annoying um but you know at the same time I kind of like it because it makes you feel like you're going somewhere. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't like diminish the this, fact that you're traveling such a long. This way. feeling that we're talking about, how the fast travel makes it feel like you're not adventuring and exploring as much. If it was one click, it would be a million times worse. Or exactly, yeah. It really would. I mean, if I could be on Earth and I could just click a planet in another system and just be there. Yeah, you really wouldn't have any sort of sense of of exploration or anything. Which uh, you know, it's like maybe they did the best they could, being the fact that you're traveling through space. I guess the only other way to do it would be the way some other games have done it. Um, you know, I I kind of think of um, what is the game that I'm thinking of? It is the Ubisoft game Starlink. Um, Starlink. In Starlink, you actually have to do like some traveling towards the planets, and then once you get close enough, then you can land and stuff. I felt like that was that felt way more immersive to me mm-hmm. the way they did that. So um, maybe they didn't get the best way to do it, but yeah. I think they picked the most convenient way to do it while also trying to make you feel at least like you were still actually traveling there. I agree. I think they did try to make it convenient because the you know space is so big, like. I think they were going for some a certain element of realism there, mm-hmm. and they didn't want us to be sitting here, you know, like four day. What's the date? Yeah, four days after the game came out, and being like, "Well, have you made it to your first planet yet?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> true. Because I'm halfway there. <laughs> I, it's just it's you know it's tough. Um, you know, uh, here's a comment. Why King actually touches more on what I thought the other one was going to do. So this with the Why Kings. Walking says it's an 8 out of 10 overall. However, it starts as a 6 out of 10. The longer you play, the better it gets. The only way it would have been a 9 or higher is if the procedurally generated content was better. I I didn't mind the way it started. Um, I didn't either. I thought it started pretty quick. It does start pretty quick. Um, but I think some people say it starts slow. I think it depends on what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it as you want to get into maybe the more like get off the beaten path type of stuff, mm-hmm. it definitely starts a little slow. It does. Yeah. And I did mainline to that point in the game. I told right. you I was doing that yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, it, but that I would say it's probably only, you know, maybe two hours at most until you really get to a point where you're probably could start branching off and doing some other stuff. And you really probably should follow the main story for at least a couple hours. Yeah. Just to get a feel for what you can do and how you do it. Right. Because it kind of, it almost acts like a tutorial. Yeah. It's weird because it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand and like make you do it. Mm-hmm. You can go do other stuff if you wanted to, but you're you're probably not going to know like why or you know even like how to do some of those things. Yeah, it taught me some things that I didn't know I was even going to be able to do, which right. makes perfect sense. Like docking at like ships that are just floating in space. Like I hadn't thought about that for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think Todd Howard said we could do it, but yeah, I remember I just we saw that it. in the uh, in like the big deep yeah. dive. So they made me do that, and I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, there are definitely some things, like, sticking with the main quest um, for, you know, I'd say at least a couple hours mm-hmm. is definitely going to get you into, you know, the kind of the, I guess, like, the gameplay loop, you know, yeah. get you kind of going into it to figure out, okay, this is what I do. Yeah, and I, I really think I should probably go back to it because, like Jake Baldino said, like, it kind of eventually gets you into the factions of it, and I'm yeah. not there at all. Like, I don't know any, I don't know the factions at yeah, all. Yeah, I've been kind of focusing primarily on the main quest and it definitely does um and it also kind of gets you in just some different scenarios that i think you you know you'd probably come across some organically if you did some other stuff but it might take you a while yeah to get you into these different gameplay scenarios you know because the opening hours are going to get you into like your dog fighting it's going to get you into the faction stuff it's going to put you in these scenarios where you're having to do maybe some more tame stuff Mm -hmm. it's just kind of hit you with a, a probably a more curated um example of what the entire game you know what all the things it offers are yeah and if you go off the beaten path like i did last night you're also gonna you know you're running the risk of of finding those areas where it's way too hard for you (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. i did that but i have a tendency to just like beat my head against a wall and uh, i found this like big i mean it's not a fort but it's like that's what it felt like you know it's just this big facility and there was like turrets and robots patrolling the grounds mm-hmm. and then there were like people and there were people inside i think i actually know exactly what you're talking about because i think i did the same thing that was one of the parts that um it, i felt like was quite difficult yeah it was close to a main quest it, it yes. was like i was doing a main quest and then they were like well do you want to do this or this and i was like Psh, i want to do this and yeah. and i i killed everyone but yeah. it was not easy see i um there was the, i had to go through that area yeah and um i just like basically skipped over it like oh, kind of no. just ran through it as fast as i possibly could to no. get through it i procedurally uh <laughs> executed every last minute that is my fort now yeah well you know <laughs> it's definitely i don't know i think that uh to kind of wrap up the conversation before we move on to nintendo talk um i i think it's a good game i really do i think that it's not going to be for everybody and um, luckily it's on game pass so if you think you're on the fence about it try it mm-hmm. on game pass um, and see if it's for you, you know, just give it a go. Play Heck it via yeah. cloud if you don't have an Xbox and just try it. Yeah, Dan's going to do that. Dan's going to play it via cloud. Yeah, and I think it, I think it could totally be played that way. I, I, from what I tried, it seemed like it was totally playable. And I think that you might find that you really like it. You might find that you don't like it. And that's okay either way, you know. But yeah. I'd say it's worth trying, definitely. Well, Randy, do you know where there's a small yet rabid community of people who some of which do really like Starfield? I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Really? Yes. I think you're going to talk about our Discord community. I am. <laughs> the Gaming Gig Discord server is popping, people. Yep. So, not popping people, it's popping, comma, people. So, if you, uh, if, if you want to join, which you should, you need to click the join link in the description of this video. Come hang out with us. We'd love to see you there, guys. All right, Daniel. Okay, so this week, by the time this podcast comes out, it may have already been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. rumor is, and it's been leaked, I mean, yeah. now unofficially leaked, right. that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct uh, sometime this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. And, um, yeah, um, so that's exciting. We, You know, it's not really crazy that we're going to get a September Direct. We pretty much always get a September Direct. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited about it. But there's been a couple games that have leaked. And like I said, this is unofficial, but pretty much most people are saying that it probably is going to happen. What would that be? And there are two games 
that have leaked. Actually, there's been more than two games, but two big ones. One is a new, or I guess I shouldn't say new, but a Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. And next is an F-Zero game. Okay. Now, whether those are new games or remasters of old ones, or we don't know. That we don't know. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would be I would be disappointed if they just remastered an old Donkey Kong game. It's been so long since we got a new one, it's time. Well, I, I don't want to disappoint you too much, but um, actually the person who leaked this has, I saw this morning, has actually kind of expanded on it and given us more details on what that Donkey Kong game is. Yeah. And according to them, it's not a Donkey Kong game. It's actually a Mario versus Donkey Kong game, which is not at all what um, I think people were expecting. <laughs> okay, I've never played a Mario versus Donkey Kong game, but people say they're good. Like the old ones for the GBA, people like. Yeah, those are, but so, I don't think, I don't even think you play as, I think you play as Mario. You do. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, I think that people, that has deflated some people. I think people wanted a Donkey Kong game, and I'm not saying we're not going to get a full-on Donkey Kong game, because we might. It's time. It is time. It's been 10 years, I think. I don't Tropical Freeze Tropical was Freeze. so good, too. Yeah. Like, come on, just give us another one. But, uh, you know, we have the F-Zero thing, and I think the F-Zero, I would say um, there's a couple options I think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to get a new F-Zero game. I would be shocked if we did. Asterisk on that. I'd, don't I'd say cuss that, at me. <laughs> I think that we're going to have probably either a uh, remaster of the GameCube uh F Zero GX, I think. Yep. I've never played it, um, but I, people love it. Mm-hmm. I think a remaster of that would be somewhat likely. Yeah. I've heard people float the idea of a F Zero ninety nine, which seems really weird to me. F Zero ninety nine. Would how would you, I don't know how it would work. I would be open to that. So in in some ways, maybe that would be a new game, or maybe it would be kind of a mod on an older game. I don't know. But yeah, if they gave us like SNES F Zero, but made it like a somehow some sort of yeah elimination style, I would play that. I used to play F Zero on the Game Boy Advance all the time. Yeah. I loved F Zero back then. But I wanted to get a feel for, you know, we have these two big game leaks. I wanted to get a feel for which one people would rather see. So I put out a poll saying, which would you rather see for Nintendo? A new Donkey Kong game or a new F-Zero game? Yep. 69% of people said Donkey Kong. Nice. And 31% said F-Zero. Hmm. Well, I'm not surprised at all. No. That it's, you know, leaning towards DK. Um, I'm still a little hung up on the fact that you're saying this guy says we're going to get a Mario versus Donkey Kong game. I sure... I hope that's not true. Even if they're awesome games, it's not what I want. Mm-hmm. But okay. Um, and I don't think that's what the people were thinking when they voted. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, we have a comment here from John Adams. Hit us with it, Daniel. John Adams, one of our great founding fathers, said, They do a new Donkey Kong game every couple of years. There hasn't been a new F-Zero since like 2003. I'm willing to bet most of y'all have never even played one, which is why you picked Donkey Kong. Please, for the love of God... Give us a new F Zero. Give us Metroid Prime Four while you're at it. Really, threw, really shoehorned that that one in there. And we the all end. want Prime Four, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, one they normally do a new Donkey Kong every couple of years, but over the last decade we've had a, a Donkey Kong drought. Yeah. We're not getting a new Donkey Kong every couple of years. No, it's we're been not. a long time. 
But I do think they're probably onto something on how most of these people probably haven't played F Zero. I've never I, played F Zero. Yeah, I think there's probably something to that. Yeah, I, I, and that's my thing. My like my excitement for F Zero is low because I've never played one. Mm-hmm. I know you have. You played like a GBA one, and really liked it, right? Yes, I, I'm me and one of our friends, Adam. When we were kids, we used to play that thing on Link Cable, mm-hmm. and we both loved that game. The one we played was F Zero Maximum Velocity. I've also played F Zero uh, GP Legend, I think it's called, which is another G- uh, GBA one. Um, but Maximum Velocity was my jam when I was a kid. So, like, what's you know, as a person who hasn't played it, I know that they're like fairly like high speed racers. Like that's kind of their gimmick. Is yeah. like, you know, you're traveling really fast. Um, what is the reason that I should want to play you know an F Zero game? Like why? I just liked it because it was a fun racing game. It's I mean, there's, I, I don't have, there's no like crazy gimmicks to it. I mean, you have, um, the courses were fun. Um, the setting, you know, the sci-fi setting of it, I liked. And, you know, you do have energy. So like you can blow up. That's mm-hmm. one gimmick they do have. Um, so you kind of have to manage that and you can heal like every lap. There's some spaces you kind of like a pit stop, like, but it's not a stop. You just drive along this green stuff and it heals you. But uh, yeah, so when you bump people, you lose health. When you bump the wall, you lose health. Uh, it's just, it was really fun. It's just, it was a good feeling, fun racing game. I liked it. Sounds like it has some unique things about it that aren't available in maybe more your traditional, like, realistic racers. And, yeah. And it's not a kart racer either. So maybe no. it has this weird, its own space. And maybe yeah. that's why we need it. And I'm telling you, uh, back in the day, I liked F-Zero Maximum Velocity more than Mario Kart Super Circuit. There you go. Well, we talk, we we spoke about this before, but we were saying the other day that maybe it'd be cool if we did get F Zero because then if it's so different than Mario Kart, maybe it would be cool for Nintendo to have these two separate, very different racing franchises that they can alternate between. So it's weird that we haven't gotten one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like how Carter just said. He said uh, both. Both is good. Getting both an F Zero and a Donkey Kong. <laughs> I agree. I would love to see it. I. It's been rumored for so long that we're going to get a new Donkey Kong game mm-hmm. that it seems weird that now the rumor, the leak, is that it's a, a Mario versus Donkey Kong game. Because That's very I, weird I, to me. Like, I've heard that we were going to get a new... At first, it was a new 3D Donkey Kong. Then it was like, no, it's 2D. No, it's 2.5D. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, who knows? But th- there's been a rumor for so long. And when there, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. So I expect to see a new Donkey Kong game. As long as it's at least 2.4D, I will accept it. Yeah, at least 2.4. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to see a, a new Donkey Kong game, whether it be a 3D or a 2D game. We have some comments here from like from a number of people who are all having a very similar idea from mm-hmm. Todd. Um, what is this? Consuelo. Consuelo. And then a um, user, user. This is a maybe a different <laughs> user. I don't know the same one or a different one from earlier. But saying... Uh, Different. Todd said remastered DK64. Um, Consuelo said, I want a new 3D Donkey Kong like, game like DK64 or a new racing Donkey Kong game. I don't know. Diddy Kong Racing? Oh. 2023? Count me in. Yeah. Uh, and then user said, an open world Donkey Kong game like Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, like. Ooh, that, I would love that. That would be cool. But I'll tell you, I'm not, I don't want a remaster of DK64. I never liked that game. As a kid, I never owned it. I just rented it. Never really cared for it. Uh, it was just a pure collectathon that wasn't that interesting to me. I thought other games like Banjo and obviously Mario 64 did a lot better. Clearly, those were better. Yeah. But I like DK64 too. Yeah. I wonder if that's just like nostalgia, though. 
I mean, I, I liked it back then. I need to I go promise back I liked it. it when I was a kid. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, I, I need to go back and play it. It's been so many years. I don't want to remaster a DK64, though. That's not what I want. Okay. I want something new. But, <laughs> yeah. I did, but I'm just saying I did like it. I don't want a game in the style of DK64 is what I'm getting at. No, I don't you want, don't want a 3D? No, I don't want... If it's going to be a 3D, make mm-hmm. it more entertaining and engaging. Like, I, like, like one person said here, like Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Like Mario Odyssey, yes, is a collectathon, but it has like some really good platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of unique elements that are not just like go here and grab the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that DK64, from what I remember, I remember that the platforming wasn't very fun and it was just a lot of just like traveling around. The combat wasn't that fun. I just, I just didn't like it that much. The DK rap, the, the DK, DK rap, rap didn't was like cool. That come was cool. on, and that was like when you started up the game, it yeah. did the DK rap. I was, was in. Cool. That was cool. I mean, I'm telling you what, DK rap and a couple of pizza pockets. Holy crap! You're ready for a good night in 19, whatever year. I'm gonna guess that <laughs> DK 64 came out. Let me think about this. I'm going to say that was 2000. Yeah, I think 2000 is a good guess. Um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with 2001 just to be different. Um, I don't think it was a 90s game. I think that was I a don't late in 64 game. Yeah. Um, I think it was 2000. What year was it? 1999. <sighs> now, Ocarina of Time was 98, right? Mm. The reason I knew it had to be after yeah, I knew it had to be after that because Donkey Kong 64 used the the expansion thing. Yes, it did. So I knew it was later than Ocarina, but I thought it would be a little later than a year. But if we do get a new 3D Donkey Kong game, very much I want it to be in the style of Mario Odyssey. Um, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I would love that. And yeah. it would be cool to have different abilities, you know, because of it being a Donkey Kong game. Right. Kind of like in Donkey Kong 64. And I do think it would be cool if we could swap between characters like in Donkey Kong 64. But they, I know, I know what I'm saying. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is that I just didn't think that Donkey Kong 64 was that interesting to play. I think the movement needs to be better. The combat needs to be better. There needs to be not so much stuff that's tedious. I just remember DK64 being tedious. And frustrating. And there would be things that you could only get as certain characters mm-hmm. and you would have to like go back to somewhere to swap and then go all the way back just to get that one thing and then come back. And it was just like a lot of stuff like that. You're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jam609 said, Tropical Freeze is just so perfect and dense that I could replay that forever. Would like to see F-Zero get some attention. Yeah, I'm with you. Tropical Freeze is freaking amazing. And I saw somebody the other day. I- I'm starting to... I don't I, I don't know why I was I was a little bit of a slow curmudgeon on Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, I want to play it. I just hadn't seen anything or heard anything that made me think I should be psyched yet, right? Other than the fact that it looks so polished. Anyway, I'm rambling. I heard somebody said that played it say that this is like the Mario version of Tropical Freeze. And that's, that's all, you that's need all I needed to hear. Yeah. That's all I needed to hear. Because Tropical Freeze is a little wild sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've only played a very small amount of Tropical Freeze. I want to go back and play it. Um, it I tried to play it in co-op with Catherine. And it was it was a very it's a very difficult platformer. Yeah, and uh, Catherine wasn't up to snuff at the time. Maybe she is now. Maybe it's time to go back. Maybe it's time. She's pro- she's a little, much better now than she was back then. I'm telling you, dude. Well, you have the Wii U version, don't you? I do have. The so Wii you U don't version. have Funky Kong. 
Right. Yeah. Because you could just gave her funky cone and it would, it would all have been, been set. okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, and maybe that's the thing. But I did like I got the Wii U version for like ten bucks, mm-hmm. and like the Switch version is still sixty. So is it? Dang. I'm pretty sure. Worth every be, penny. I, I could be wrong about it, but yeah, want to see F Zero get attention. Well, I hope I hope it happens because I want to I want to have a reason to try F Zero. And you know what we can do with it if it does get some attention and get a new game. What's that? We can stream that crap on Twitch. Tell that's, them about the Twitch, Randy. That's right, guys. We have a Twitch channel. We stream on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we would love for you to come hang out with us. And uh, it's a great place to just chat with us. But also, lots of times we play games where you can actually play along with us. Mm-hmm. We love to have you play along. So, yeah, join us on Twitch. Or you can uh, join our Discord channel so that you can be notified of when we go live on Twitch. Yep. And uh, also, we post in there if we ever you know, have extra spots and we want people to join us. Yep. Either way, just come hang out with us on Twitch. All right. Well, Randy, the last thing we want to do is uh, I just want to kind of give our thoughts here on what do we think we're going to see in this Nintendo Direct that we think is going to happen. So get us kicked off here, Coyote. I think that one, um, I do think we're going to find out more about that Princess Peach game Mm -hmm. that we talked about in the last Direct, but they just said, like, it's coming. They didn't even give a name. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see that. Um, I think we're probably going to get more information on things like that um, Luigi's Mansion remaster. Probably going to see something about that. Yeah. I will kind of be surprised if they talk about Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah, they just did that. They just did a whole dedicated direct to that. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they would talk about it again unless it's very small. Um, you know, I'd be like, you know, you can look forward to this. Yeah. Um, but in terms, those are like my guaranteed i think they're definitely going to happen i could be wrong but i think they're fairly likely Mm -hmm. um in terms of stuff that i would love to see obviously metroid prime 4 but i hate to even say it because it's just like it's not gonna happen i just don't yeah i would love to see it but i just don't say it's gonna happen um but metroid prime related i think that maybe is more likely is I could see Prime 2 and 3 getting the like Pikmin 1 and 2 yeah. treatment where they get bundled together and they're just basically direct ports. Yeah, I could see that. And I think that would be a win. Mm-hmm. Um, Full price. Oh, yeah. 60 bucks oh, yeah. for the two games, but they're not remastered. They're mm-hmm. just like ported. Yeah. I think that, that could definitely happen. Um, do you think we'll get any sort of updates, any new like uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, like, games you know bundled in like for like, new, like the, gba not not new systems but like no i think we'll get any new gba games or anything like that no because they do those in separate little announcements i highly doubt that unless they have a big game like they did with uh like goldeneye mm-hmm. i think that's the only way they that talk a about one. a big okay maybe i could maybe see them being like dk64 oh, speaking yeah. of dk64 i, I think, could see that i could see them maybe using the dedicated time to talk about that game mm-hmm. um other than that, no, I, I, I don't see them talking about any of that. I don't I don't see them adding a new system because the only thing no. to add would be like GameCube. I think not, that'll come. They're not doing that. That'll come. Uh, well, I don't know if that'll ever come, to be honest with you, but uh, it ain't coming on this switch either way. No, maybe the next one. Yeah. Maybe like midway through the next switch, switch two, you know. Well, they've ported so many GameCube games. I know, and they're, and they're selling really well. So yeah. why would they go and say like, oh, now you can... Yeah, that's kind of weird. And what they haven't done is port in 64 games, largely. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've just decided that that's going to be one of their legacy systems. But I think I think they still... I think GameCube era was a turning point in games where it 
you really can uh, dress those games back up, and they're still absolutely worth playing. They haven't aged that much. Yeah. Whereas N64 games are not that way. No, they're not. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance in heck that they mention anything about the new Switch? I would love it. No way it's happening. Man. I would I would be super excited if that happens. I, I just don't I don't think they're gonna do it because I think that would cannibalize their holiday sales. Unless it's coming out this year, which it's not. Mm-mm. Unless it's coming out this holiday, no, they're not talking about it. Because it would just ruin this this. So holiday. you don't think you don't think they're gonna talk about it until the holiday is over? Yeah, I don't think we're hearing about it until I don't know. I I I would my initial thought on Switch 2 is that it was gonna be a March release like we got with the last Switch. But the more I think about it, the more I think, no, they're going to go holiday next year. I think we're going to hear about it around summertime of next year. But mm. if we get it at this direct and it's coming out this year. The rumors are like rampant. Right I know. Now. And that's what's crazy is we're like, getting these all like it's been shown. But, you know, people have seen it mm-hmm. behind closed doors. It is like wildfire. Like they are spreading like wildfire right now. So saying it's run, running the Matrix yeah. <laughs> Unreal Engine 5 demo and yeah. stuff. I mean, like, what? Like, yeah. That got me excited. But they're saying <laughs> it's doing it through the DLSS, like the upscaling, the AI upscaling thing. Yes. So it's not like it's actually rendering these 4K things. It's, you know, it, That's you can okay. take like a 720, you know, native and then bring it up to 4K. Yeah. But it's got ray tracing and stuff. And if all. it does it really well, I don't care. Yeah, who cares how you're no. getting there? Yeah, I don't give a crap. And, and all this AI stuff is really coming a long way, so. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think? No, I don't uh, think we'll get any of that really cool stuff. Um, <laughs> no. I, I would, I mean, I've been saying this for like multiple directs that if they mention anything about a Switch 2, then that, you know, I'll just freak out, you know. Same oh, yeah. thing with Metroid Prime 4. Um, you know, if they if they gave us a new Donkey Kong game that's not Mario versus Donkey Kong, I would freak out. Uh, if they announced a new F Zero game, I would freak out. If they remastered an old one, I would be excited. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I I don't really have any lofty expectations. I don't either. It's like um, it, it just it, they the Switch has had a great life where we've had so many games from every franchise basically mm-hmm. that now we really are kind of like scraping the bottom of the bucket being like what have we missed you know yeah and, and there's some big ones that we missed donkey kong is one of those there's not been a new donkey kong game on switch which seems so weird so weird when you consider that donkey kong is one of the biggest names in nintendo and they're creating a new like donkey kong land in the like mm-hmm. the nintendo world thing yeah they're um Apparently, Donkey Kong's getting a dedicated spinoff movie after the Mario movie came out and did so well. So it seems so weird that Donkey Kong is this huge name, this huge IP, yet we have not seen a game. It's so weird. I, I don't I don't get it at all. If Donkey Kong skips the Switch, it'll be just like super bizarre. Well, he's, he's getting close. It's, we're getting real close. Yeah. Which makes me think that maybe we are getting a Donkey Kong game as well as this Mario versus Donkey Kong, if it happens. Or maybe all these leaks are just wrong. That certainly could happen. I mean, who knows? Let's see. Did we miss anything, Randy? I don't think we missed anything. I think we've we've pretty much wrapped it up, which brings us to the end. Now, if you guys hung out with us this entire time, let me tell you, you are a trooper. And mm-hmm. we like to recognize you by, we would love to shout you out at the end of the next podcast for making it all the way to the end. 
Yes, so we do that through our Three for Dale Club. All you got to do to join, it's very exclusive, by the way. All you got to do to join is post a comment on the YouTube version of this podcast and say whatever the heck you want to say, but make sure you include the phrase Three for Dale. Yep, that's our secret code phrase that lets us know that you made it all the way to the end. And if you leave that, we will shout you out at the end of the next podcast. And we got a number of people here this week. Starting it out, we got uh, Bobbity. Mm. Bobby, thank you for being back in the Three for Dale Club. Welcome back. Another returning member, we got Kitaclism. Welcome back. Yep. We also got Addy back again. What's up, Addy? Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Morris Dennison. All right. Next, we got Tom Derry, who recommends that you play Dragon Quest Eleven. Now, on the last podcast, you mentioned that you were thinking about playing yeah. Dragon Quest Eleven. We had an outpouring of people <laughs> saying that you need to play Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, I saw those comments, and I really appreciate you guys uh, caring enough to, to say that. Uh, but, I, I do want to play Dragon Quest Eleven. I really do. I don't know when I will I will get to it because we just got Starfield, still got Sea of Stars. I still got to go back and do FF six, and then I got to eventually go back and do FF sixteen. Um, He's in a bad shape, y'all. I mean, it's such a bad place to be. It's just it, <laughs> so many. Games. It, it's not easy being me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much, and I will play Dragon Quest eleven. Landon Stallings is also back. And he apparently also wants me to play Dragon Quest XI and says it's gaming comfort food. And uh, you're speaking my language, buddy. Yeah. In fact, he emphatically wanted you to play. It was like all caps, like, play Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, <laughs> really wants you to do it. Next, we got Lanonator, who mm-hmm. also wants you to play Dragon Quest XI yeah. and encourages you to at least just try the demo. And I have the demo downloaded on my Steam Deck as we speak. Yeah. So maybe I'll boot that up earlier than... Yeah, just try the demo. He's yeah. like, just, just try the demo. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Next up, we got D18, who said the podcast is their favorite part of Monday. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, I'm glad that... I'm glad that. That's awesome. That makes us very, very happy. Next, we got Boots, who tells us to keep up the great work. We certainly will. And thank you for thinking what we're doing is at least somewhat good. And rounding us out, we got FL, who said one of the coolest things I've ever read in a comment. They said that they usually avoid small channels, but that we have big channel vibes. Right. So that was that that was really cool. That made me smile. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate that. You know, we are a small channel, but I do think that one day we will be less of a small channel. I don't know. One day we will be a medium-sized channel. That's right. I, I really do think so. I think that you know, um, we just talk about the things we love, and I think that um, you know, other people are going to at least enjoy hearing us talk about what we love a little bit. And, you know, me and Randy have done a lot of things together over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about, and, and, you know, not all of those things did we stick with, but we found success with some of them, right? Like we play music all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the main example. And we've talked about like the way you do things is you just don't quit doing things. Right. And we've done this podcast 85 weeks in a row and we don't have any intention of stopping. So as long as you don't quit doing things, you will do things. That's right. That's the way you do it. That's the way we do it at Gaming Gig. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to keep going, you know. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, until next time, my name's Randy. Which makes me Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Go Braves! Go Braves!